For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. You're tuned into the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm your host, Joe DeLeon. And for today's show, we are introducing the very first episode of Prospect Interviews. Every Thursday that we have an interview recorded, we will be releasing a conversation with prospects heading into the 2021 NFL Draft class. For today's episode, we are going to be hearing from two running backs in relation to the first previous show that highlighted some of the top running backs, the top five guys early on in this class, previewing those specific players. If you haven't tuned in, make sure you go take a look at those episodes but for today we're going to hear from fcs product justin covington from villanova as well as unlv running back charles williams both of them very very talented and highly regarded for their talents as running backs and we're going to get an opportunity to hear from them ryan roberts interviewed charles williams and i had the opportunity to speak with justin covington take a listen Welcome everyone to this interview edition for this Believe in NFL Draft Prospect Spotlight interview. Ryan Roberts here, Rise and Draft on Twitter, bringing you everything and anything you need for the 2021 NFL Draft. I have a running back that is going a little bit under the radar just because he's out on the West Coast. I'm an East Coast guy, so not as many people are probably familiar with him yet, but I think after another great year, He's really going to be a guy that people are going to start talking a lot about in NFL draft circles. So I'm talking about Mr. Charles Williams, who is a running back at UNLV, University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Had a terrific year this past year. I'm going to get into specifics in a second. But, Charles, inviting you into the show, man. Appreciate you taking some time today. And uh, just looking forward to digging into your story a little bit here. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Just, you know, having me on the show and everything. I appreciate it. Obviously, you know, you've been a contributor for years now for the UNLV, UNLV program, but obviously this last year you had a 
dynamite season. Over 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, 5.9 yards a carry. And you're a guy that I caught a little bit of glimpse on film, and then I kind of went back and did some research on you. So I know you came out of California, right? Uh, Fresno, California, Bullard High School. Now you're at, at UNLV. Talk to me a little bit about Ch Charles just to begin. Why coming out of Bullard was UNLV the best fit for you? And maybe what were some other schools that kind of were in high contention for you as well? Um, honestly, UNLV, just a perfect place to, you know, start my career uh, at the collegiate level. I felt comfortable here. It was like a second home. Uh, it was close for my family, like, to, you know, catch me to watch games. Uh, it's only a six-hour drive and stuff. And I just, mm, like, the school really just showed a lot of love when it was a difficult time for me uh, for making a decision. And, you know, they made it easy for me. Uh, to, you know, choose them and uh, make me a part of their family and stuff. So when I got here, it just felt like it felt like uh, I was with family again and it wasn't uh, anything that I didn't want to. I don't regret the decision I made and uh, I'm glad I made the decision I made. And, you know, it was really a terrific turnout for me here. Absolutely. And I, I know, you know, just looking at some of your accomplishments so far, you're over, already over 2,400 yards in your career. I'm looking back to your high school career and, you know, I would obviously expect you to be a well-accomplished football player. But one thing that really flashed for me on film, besides, I really felt like you're a one-cut runner, no-nonsense mentality, but there's a lot more juice than I think you get credit for a little bit. And then I look into your background and I was really excited to talk about this because I, I actually am a track coach as well as being a football coach in the past is – I see 10, 600 meter guy. I see 21 and some change in the 200. I see a sub 50 in the 400. So you're, you are a well accomplished track athlete. So talk to me, Charles, a little bit about that athletic profile, the ability to play both sports at such a high level and how much maybe that being a track athlete has helped you on the football field kind of transferring over. Uh, with track is really just more of like conditioning in the summer is extreme conditioning. If you think about it for a football player. But um, also track helps with the fundamentals, working on flexibility, getting uh, comfortable of like, you know, certain starts and everything. Like when you get ready for a 100 meter dash, it's like uh, it's like getting ready for a 40 yard dash. Um, it's just more of like the mechanics and everything and running is just great. And then uh, my junior and senior year, I just really like put effort in and dedication like I did in football and track. And it got me into, you know, the high rankings of the like. Uh, state. Uh, my junior year, I placed uh, like 12th or 8th. And then my senior year, I, I placed 8th uh, again in the 100 meter. But uh, in the 200 meter, I placed 3rd. And then the 400 meter uh, really wasn't my race. It was more of like just to see have I got gotten better or uh, faster or stronger in like my running and everything. And, and I can say I did because I went from running like 51s to uh, low 48s to uh, low 47s. So Track really helped me in, in, in the long run, and it was very uh, pivotal in my uh, football career, too, because I was able to uh, have that extra wind or that second uh, gear uh, for a, a little bit longer. Yeah, absolutely. And I know just being around some sprinters, uh, I felt bad for you guys sometimes, man, because, you know, you, you would win the 100, you win the 200, and then you're just such a good athlete that they might be like, all right, let's finish off the day a little bit here. You know, you jump, throw you in the 4x4, four four, that kind of thing. And, you know, unfortunately, it, it looks like you obviously made the uh, made the best of that situation. And I'm kind of looking at your film, Charles, again, and, and some things that really popped off the screen to me again were I felt like you were a very patient runner, 
I felt that, you know, once you put your foot in the ground and you get vertical, you, there is no nonsense. Like I kind of said before, you are a hundred miles an hour trying to get to that top gear as quick as possible for you during the career now, because I know you played a lot as a freshman, you got banged up a little bit as your sophomore, but as you have evolved over the last couple of years as a running back, what do you consider to be the biggest improvements in your game over your UNLV career? Honestly, being able to read defenses and using my vision uh, pre-snap, having pre-snap reads and stuff like that, um, I feel like I've gotten more comfortable like reading holes and everything. Like compared to my freshman year, I was more like just get like get the ball and like find the littlest crease and like make the best out of it. But setting up like plays and blocks and stuff like that as a running back, you make the O line look better when you set up the play. You can't rush them; you got to let them work. That's where the patience patience comes from and everything. And then uh, I feel like more of like being more decisive in my cuts and everything and knowing when to cut uh, is just more of like a natural feeling. But then also like pre-snap read, like I said earlier. And then uh, another thing, I just feel more comfortable. You know, now I've been in the game so long. It's more of like, a, like I'm, I'm at my own pace now. I'm controlling the pace and everything. I'm not at the defensive pace or at the, you know, as a freshman coming in, I was on like the offensive pace, like just trying to, you know, get the play and then, you know, do what I'm supposed to do. Like I'm doing, I'm trying to exceed my expectations every day and everything like that. I'm always setting another goal or anything like that. Like if like the last play didn't go well, okay, well, you know, if I didn't get five yards on this play, let's try to go for 10. You know, I'm always setting goals for myself mentally in the game and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just more of a development as a player and, uh, and uh, also understanding everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know one thing that is a little tough with the improvement side of things is, you know, we talked a little bit before we started the interview was, this offseason, and I'm speaking just from a general NFL draft perspective, I felt so bad for the 2020 kids just because, you know, the pro days getting canceled, it, uh, team visits being, getting canceled, a lot of tough um, tough things to, to avoid this offseason. They've really had to try to navigate things as best they can. You being a player that obviously has the, the one year remaining and has that opportunity to play fo football at the collegiate level for one more year, talk to me a little bit about the – the, the obstacles that have been in front of you this off season and how maybe you have been able to really make the best of those situations and to try to improve on your game in a, an environment that maybe wasn't as advantageous as possible for you. Well, honestly, like even though uh, the whole COVID-19 thing happened, uh, just watching the uh, combine and like watching the running back drills and stuff, I realized like the running backs, I just watched what they do and everything and like tried to see like, how they prepared for that day and stuff like that. And just been like studying like uh, the running backs that went in the draft this year and everything. Uh, and then also just looking at myself, like what do I need to work on? And I looked at the film a bunch of times. I know what I need to work on, uh, you know, receiving out the backfield more. Uh, I don't feel like pass protection is a problem for me because I understand it. Uh, I know what, what's going on. Uh, pre-snap and everything I can tell like safety rotation stuff like that when a backers walked up like you know stuff like that bluffs you know I feel more comfortable uh, in pass protection and uh, I just feel like now I just got to show that I can stay healthy um, be more versatile uh, on the field and uh, honestly 
it, like there's i'm not saying i'm perfect but there's a lot i need to uh, work on still and i'm working for perfection you know what i mean where there's nothing you can say so uh honestly you know just got to keep chipping at that wood yeah absolutely and i know i love to ask this because it kind of gives me a, a understanding of how players kind of see themselves but also kind of where they develop their game um from a evaluation perspective because you talked a little bit about watching some of the guys in last year's class kind of understanding what they do well for you Charles it could, it could even be growing up it could be now are there some guys that on the football field that you like to watch a lot that maybe you try to model your game after a little bit you talking about in the pros or uh in this class last year uh, it could be pros it could be in the class it could be growing up uh, whoever just kind of sticks with you as a guy that might be like a role model of sorts for you not more of a role model but i like like alvin kamara you know like just how he runs and everything he's a tough runner they try to like think he's small and everything so they try to like take him off top like hitting him like up top and he this contact balance is amazing also like miles sanders he's just very versatile and stuff like that um dalvin cook He's very deadly in open space. I like him. Um, I can say, like, this year, uh, Travis Etienne, I just like his uh, production. Like, he doesn't have to have the ball, like, twenty, like 30. He doesn't have to have 30 carries. He is, his production is very good at, at the rate he uh, moves at and stuff. And, like, I want to be, like, that more efficient with my production instead of, like, just having extra carries and stuff. You know, just being more efficient. That's, that's very good for him and just – Honestly, uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, he's uh, his receiving skills out the backfield and stuff like that just is amazing. Something I would like to, uh, you know, model myself after so I can get on the field and be valuable to any team uh, that wants me. And, and I like I like that little um, excerpt kind of on the efficiency side of things because one thing that really jumps out for you is your yards per carry every season have been really nice. Obviously, five point nine last year on a two hundred plus carry season is an awesome number to have. So uh, we're looking kind of into the future here, and we're going to be extremely hopeful that there is going to be college football this this next season in twenty twenty because I know you want to obviously end the career off the best way possible. We talked a little bit about over 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns. From a individual perspective, you made first team all-conference. Um, all the team I know uh, didn't have probably the record that you would have wanted to have. So from an individual and team perspective, what is going to make it the best ending to Charles Williams' career? What are some goals that you have? For the team, I, I want to, you know, we should have 10-plus wins. That's the goal. Like, get the double digits. You don't have to worry about missing a bowl game. You got double digits uh, in the win total column. And then uh, after we make a bowl game, uh, let's try to, you know, push and, you know, go for that Mount West con uh, Conference Championship. And then uh, another team goal, just, you know, develop the players that's underneath me right now. Not underneath me, but, like, are playing with me this year, like the running backs and stuff, or anybody on the offense just – develop them and help them with their game and make sure that they're ready after I'm gone because it, the program is going to keep going after I leave. So I, you might as well leave them with something, a little gift. Mm -hmm. And then uh, individually, uh, I don't really like to set goals and stuff, but if I want to be like success, successful in my mind, I feel like I got to do what I did last year, but double that. So not saying 2,400 yards, but like just like, you know, 
do something like that's two times better than last year. You know, it doesn't have to be in the stats. It can be in the receiving. It could be in less touches, but more yards. You know what I mean? Like the stats that uh, people don't really realize, like the production, the efficiency, the efficiency, the efficiency like I said earlier. So mm-hmm. more just not really chasing stats this year. Just trying to, you know, do what I'm supposed to do because last year I wasn't chasing stats. So just do what I'm supposed to do and get in that win and call them every week or every chance we can. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of the last question I want to leave you with, Charles, is obviously I'm a guy that thinks that you're going to have a very good chance to play professional football. And I'm sure it's been probably a dream for you since you were a little kid. So so talk to me a little bit about what that dream, how long that dream has been maybe on the uh, on the mind for you. And just what type of blessing would it be to play professional football and to continue to play the game that you love? As a kid, I honestly, like football, like wasn't like my favorite sport. I really didn't like football that much. But my dad felt like it was something I could be really good at. He always pushed me to be great at it. And he's seen something in me that I didn't see in myself when I was younger. But in high school, when I missed like a couple games, uh, it showed me how much I care about football and especially my sophomore year here at UNLV. It showed me how much football meant to me. And I feel like now that that dream is closer and closer. I'm trying to make it into a reality. And honestly, only person that can stop me from doing that is myself. And if I just keep working and I keep doing what I'm supposed to do, I can get there. But once I get there, the the grind don't stop. I got to keep going. I got to start back over basically again. And I'm fine with that because Complacency is a evil, evil, evil friend that, uh, to many people in this business. So I'm not trying to be complacent. I'm trying to always have that fire lit under me and keep me going. So honestly, after this year, is another beginning. It's a new chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's really refreshing to hear because I feel like some guys think that they have arrived when they make that jump. For you, that's exactly the way you should be thinking about it. It's it's just the, the turn of a page. It's a new chapter. It's the start of a story. I'm going to kind of end this interview there. Again, Mr. Charles Williams running back out of UNLV. If you want to follow him, follow him at Chuck W underscore eight. Ryan Roberts, again, here for Believe in NFL Draft Prospects. Charles, appreciate it, man. Rooting for you, hoping for football, and I really appreciate you just taking some time today with me. Oh, yeah, anytime. Thank you, sir. And now joining the show is running back number three from Villanova, Justin Covington, who is one of the most talented running backs in the CAA coming back this year. So, Justin, this offseason was certainly a very odd one. Spring ball was cut short for a lot of teams, and also it was very hard to work out and train considering the circumstances of not having access to gyms and fields. And I believe that you're in New York, so it probably was a lot more difficult uh, than people in other states. So what were you doing during all of this to stay in shape? Were you trying to get creative or was somebody helping you out and getting getting you access to a gym or did you maybe have your own gym that you were able to work with? No, it's definitely, definitely had to get creative. So it was funny because our strength coach, he sent us a bunch of different cards because some people like have home gyms and some people still had a little bit of access to gyms. So he sent us like a card with, um, if you were just at home. So a lot of it was like just body weight, body weight things would be centric stuff. Um, and then he sent us stuff if you have like gyms or any weights, but I do have, I have two 20 pound dumbbells, um, and a curl bar, which was a 25 on each side. Um, and then recently some fields have been opening, opening up near me. So I've been able to go 
and run, run a little bit. And there's actually a facility opening up by me because they're about to go in the green phase, hopefully soon, where I can be able to like get get by some real weights um, and continue to lift. But for the most part, it's really just been an adjustment, just a lot of push-ups, core work, um, you know, like calf raises, single leg stuff, and just getting used to just being at home for a while because it's obviously different than being at school. I'm sure the 20 pound dumbbells was more than some other guys had. So it's good that you had something that you were able to use to, uh, to work out with Like, what were you, um, you know, when are you planning on, on, you know, heading back to Villanova to start preparing for the season or have you not really considered that yet? Oh, so PA is still, PA is still in the yellow phase. I'm supposed to be going to the green phase. Um, pretty soon. So we're, we're supposed to be going back. Hopefully we're hoping by like the end of next month, sometime in the middle of next month. So definitely whenever we can go back, um, I think I'm going to be excited to go back and just go to school and see the guys and just get training again. Oh, for sure. It's, it's been a while. So I'm sure you're definitely excited to be, uh, heading back to school. So speaking of the school that you attended at Villanova, let's look back at the when you were a senior in high school and you were making your decision to play college football what led you to decide to go play at the FCS level and play for a really good football program and as well as academic institution in Villanova um, it's funny because when I was when I was a senior coach um, Andy Talley he was the head coach a little old, old guy um, when I got on campus it kind of it, it honestly I just had a gut feeling that it was it was the right place. I think you know Villanova offers you know great opportunity and, and allowing me to to do what I wanted academically and also play top tier football. So that was kind of important for me because I was a nursing major, um, and they allowed me to you know be a nursing major, you know, handle all my classwork and then also play football. And that was pretty big for me because obviously now more than ever you can kind of if professional football is your goal, you can you know, get seen from anywhere. And we have a lot of guys in the NFL and guys in the past who come out of Villanova. So I was confident that if I'm going to play professional, you know, I could do that. And then I'll also be able to get um, a really good degree I could use, um, you know, in life. You mentioned your, your major and that you have a pretty unique one that you just brought up there that you do nursing because I, I don't think many guys can fit that kind of a rigorous academic schedule as well as playing a, a full season. Is that difficult for you trying to, to balance the two? Because I, I've seen from, I saw from your bio when you're at, uh, from Villanova that says that you've made the academic honor roll. So it's clear that you're, you're doing a good job of, of balancing it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty tough. I, I eventually, um, I got used to it. You know, it's really just a lot of just time management. And it's funny because even though I'm a, I'm a nurse, we have a couple other guys on our team. Like our, start, our starting tackle, he's an engineer. Um, so we have a couple engineers and a couple guys um, kind of in, in difficult majors too. So we all, like sometimes we all like leave practice early, um, just have to come back later. But uh, definitely just time management. And after a while, you kind of get used to it. And everyone's really supportive. Um, much academic support staff is really helpful and are always there for us. So it was definitely, you know, a little tough, but it was worth it. So taking things back also to the start of this past season, you went on a a really hot streak where you had five straight games with a hundred yards. You were doing really, really good. And it was a huge step up from your previous seasons. What do you think was different about the start of this 2019 season compared to the other ones? What do you think, or maybe the off season, what do you think really 
attributed to the huge step up in your performance? Um, I think uh, overall, I think that the team, I think we from the start of last season to the season before, we were just really close. Um, and I think in the offseason, particularly like in the spring and the summer, we just do lifting and training. We just got really close and we worked really hard and spent some days, you know, on the field, just working on things individually. And that's to get together, whether it be seven on seven, um, just, you know, watching a film, um, getting to see, you know, the playbook. And I think, honestly, that was probably the biggest thing that probably resulted in all our, you know, success last season because then by the time we got to the season, we we really felt like a family. And, like, playing football was kind of just the fun part. And everything kind of just clicked, and it, it was fun. It was great. It still is. <laughs> And speaking of, uh, you know, talking about your team and, and the work that you put in in the previous offseason, going forward into 2020, what are, what are your personal and also maybe team goals uh, for this, this next season and also your final season? Uh, I think, I mean, I think the ultimate goal, obviously, is probably, you know, obviously a championship, a national championship or a conference championship. Um, personally, I mean, I, I personally, I just want to continue to just be a, a leader, you know, from my team, particularly the young guys on the team, you know, the, the guys that I cherish. Um, and then all, all the good stuff, really, I think I'm striving to, you know, be All-American and All-Conference and all that good good stuff. But I think really just obviously I just want the team um, to do well um, and just play a role in that, you know, whatever it is, you know, on the field, off the field. And just hopefully, you know, just see us do well and see where it takes us. So taking a look at how you approach playing the running back position, what, what would you use maybe just one word or uh, a general outlook on how you play play this position? How would you describe your style of play as a running back? Uh, it's funny, guys. Think of it like like, like water, like flowing, flowing oh, like water. That's a good one. I think, like running back, it's like – you obviously have your designated holes and areas where you're running, practice your reads and where the hole should be. But I think at the end of the day, you kind of do you flow with, you know, kind of offensive linemen, you know, where they go, where the linebackers may feel, where people may try to tackle you. But that's definitely kind of the analogy that I think of it, like just kind of just flowing and, you know, ultimately getting, you know, my running back coach, Coach Jones, he's been on just getting the lead try, always trying to get four yards of carry. Like, you'll get the big runs. Like, they'll come eventually, but you just always try to, you know, take your reads and get four yards of carry. And sometimes you may miss a read um, because you're going somewhere else. Uh, but that's just because you're flowing. It's what you see. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest thing, just, you know, flowing and, you know, just making the right reads and running hard. That water analogy, did you get that from someone or did you come up with that? Because that's really creative. I, I really like that. <laughs> it's a mixture of just like water and now I'm big on like um like Avatar. Like the last, oh, air, oh, like I got Avatar, last airbender and then like water is like kind of just the I think water is like, even in the movie, which could be way better, but even in the show like water is just it just flows and it's you know, it's something to be said about how water flows and you kinda adapt to it and putting your own thinking it just helps a lot. I think I might have to steal that from you because that that is a that's a really good analogy for uh, playing uh, the running back position. It, continuing on with uh, continuing on with this this conversation about how you play the game, what would you say is your biggest strength as a running back? I think my biggest strength is my vision. I think I see the field, see the field really well, and whatever 
um, you know, hole I'm hitting. I think I see it, even if someone else doesn't see it. I think I just see the field really well and, you know, how I'm running. And I think that's ultimately how I was able to be so effective um, last year, just seeing what I take and going with it. Conversely, what is something that you're working on maybe now or just throughout the off season that you want to improve on? Like what's your main focus to, to get better before the season starts? I think I want to become just more efficient in my cuts, like not taking so many steps, you know, when I'm trying to cut, just making it more efficient, maybe one, two steps um, to make it more impactful. And I think obviously just want to continue to develop and get better in in pass blocking in the pass game and just continue to catch out the backfield and kind of be more efficient, maybe not necessarily from the back, but maybe like in the slot and some of those empty packages and maybe catching some balls out there. So a lot of college guys will – take little bits and pieces from NFL guys. Is there any guys in the league right now or maybe former players that you try to model parts of their game after? Um, I, it's funny because I think I, I try to take different pieces from, like, pass back. So, obviously, like, the guys like Jim Brown and Walter Payton and, like, Roger Craig. And also, like, I kind of – I really like Le'Veon Bell kind of his patient his patient running style but then I also like guys like Ladanian Thomas and and then like college like USC Reggie Bush <laughs> uh, and then even guys like Christian McCaffrey like catching out the backfield and his running style so really just kind of watch a lot of different guys and just kind of just take pieces and put them you know into mine however I can gotcha so uh, last couple things to wrap up this interview uh, first thing that I got for you, Justin, is what's something fun about yourself that people might not know about that you think they should? I was actually glad. I just told some of my friends the other day. I'm still uh, getting some developing things going, but I, I really like video games. Um, okay. I, I really I really enjoy walking, too, like taking walks, um, but I really enjoy video games. I just set up a Twitch um, really? I got a webcam. I got a webcam going. It's not, not popular. I only have like four, but I'm still figuring things out. But I really enjoy uh, gaming. Uh, I probably maybe came out even during quarantine. I've always played, but sometimes I don't have. Obviously, don't have time. You know, during the season and things like that. But once I get once I get it up and going, I think I'm gonna put it out like publicly so I can you know maybe get some streams and get yeah. it out live. I, I mean, there's a I mean, there's a decent amount of NFL guys that are starting to, and also I mean, there's NBA guys too that are starting to kind of jump right. on that wave of uh, streaming and stuff. And I, hey, I'll admit I've done it too, and I, I do it occasionally here and there when I have time. What what uh, what games are you streaming that you are, are, are going to start streaming? Obviously, Warzone. Okay. Warzone right now. I have um, Spider Man that I want to stream. I think that's pretty cool. Um, Kingdom Hearts. So just uh, I'm trying to give a, a good mix, but uh, the new systems are coming out soon, so I might have to maybe wait a little bit, see if they, they look a little better. Speaking of the new systems, I'm kind of curious: Are you leaning towards the PS5, or are you going to be a, an Xbox One X guy? Make that that flip. It's funny because I have a PS4 now, so I'm probably just going to get the PS5. Okay, all right, just just because. <laughs> That seems to be the easier thing for a lot of people to stick with the same brand. What's the, if you don't want to give it to us, you don't have to, but what's the handle for the Twitch account if you want to promote it? It's actually the same as my Twitter handle, jcov1 underscore. Okay. Well, folks, if you want to watch Justin play video games, Warzone, Spider-Man, like he said, 
go check out his Twitch channel. Uh, last thing I want to just close out with that I like to do with guys when, when I do these interviews is just allow them to have a final thought. So if there's something that you'd like to promote, raise awareness on, or if you just have thoughts on life or football that you want to just talk about very briefly. So Justin, if there's anything you want to discuss, the floor is yours. I guess I would just say, um, like with everything going on in the world between quarantine, um, you know, just activist movements of Black Lives Matter and um, people fighting for, you know, the issues of injustice. I think it's just something to be said about just people should just want to be, you know, good people, you know, caring for your neighbor, um, you know, treating people um, how you want to be treated. I think that's the biggest thing. I think if you can take the time to put yourself in someone else's shoes and just listen, not necessarily be so quick to judge, but just listen to their story and what they may have to say. Um, I think the world can continue to grow and just be a better place. And that's what I got. Awesome. It's a really, really good message that you have there, Justin. And I, you know, I honestly support everything you just said there. Really, really good stuff. Um, Well, thanks overall though, for the whole interview, you did a really good job. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Hopefully maybe we can have you on after the season when uh, you're doing your pre-draft stuff. That's all we have for today's show. Thank you for tuning in, folks. You can follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon. You can follow Ryan at Rise, the letter N, Draft, and at Alex Gilstrap. Stay tuned for next week as we are going to transition to talking about tight ends. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.